Welcome to Living Orthodoxy, an invitation to a deeper life in Christ. Living Orthodoxy is the parish podcast of St. Philip Orthodox Church in Souderton, Pennsylvania. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Glory to Jesus Christ. This is the day which the Lord has made. What a blessed feast we are celebrating. And Lord, it is good for us to be here. And I'm grateful to be here back from my travels. I was in California, and I appreciate your prayers, uh, settling my dad's estate and closing a chapter in my life story. And there were a lot of sweet surprises some stories I hadn't heard about my father, some pictures I haven't seen, at least for a long time. And I'm feeling closer to him than I ever was. We don't have the, the bumps and bruises of life in this world to separate us any longer. And I was happy to hear one of his favorite songs, again, played in his memory, was from Van Morrison. And the song that he loved, and I still don't understand exactly, but the song is, By His Grace. You have to strive for the kingdom by His grace. It's a simple, beautiful message for us. Also, I learned something really special. that my, I knew that my dad was in seminary, Roman Catholic seminary, but I learned that he would have been ordained a priest had they had married priesthood. And that was uh, so special to me that inexplicably, somehow we carry on our, our parents' work. But I'm glad to be back, and this is my favorite place on earth, and I love to see your faces. And some of us have wrinkles in our faces, some of us have a little gray hair surrounding our faces. And uh, I love you. It sounds funny to say this, I know, but I'm a little sentimental with my dad's passing. So it is good for us to be here. And why are we here? What are we doing? We are celebrating, of course, the incorporation into Christ of little Cecilia, the baby, and is it okay if I tease you, Zach? And the big baby, <laughs> the big baby, Zachary. As many as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ and sealed with the holy chrism, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Cecilia and Zachary are incorporated initiated into a new life, into a new kingdom. And your citizenship, may it be long in America, may our country be strong, may you walk the, the, the earth for many years in health and peace. But remember that our citizenship is, is not here. You are a citizen now of the heavenly kingdom. We are celebrating that. We are also celebrating the, a meal with nourishment for our journey to heaven. 
a family gathering, little family gatherings and the big family gathering, God's family, for a sacrifice of praise, a symbolic proclamation of the life of Christ, a journey to the kingdom, a celebration of salvation in the death and resurrection of our Lord. The re-identifying ourselves with our Master, who has re-extended to us his life every time we wake up, every time we say our prayers, every time we drag ourselves away from the cares of the world. He's re-extending himself to us in our repentance. And we, Cecilia and Zachary, and all of us, have been grafted onto our Lord, the tree of life, who has sprung up from the root of Jesse to redeem his people. We have been incorporated into the church, his body, of which he is the only head. The church is a, a sweet word in the Greek language. The word is ekklesia, and it means those who have been called out. But if you say ekklesia, you hear the word eclectic. And when I look at your faces, when I look in the mirror, I say, God really has an eclectic bunch gathered. How does so-and-so relate to so-and-so? By God's grace. We are called out. We are eclecticized so that we can learn to stand in the fire of God's love. And I hope that our feet are sore after the liturgy. I hope that our backs are a little sore after the liturgy because we are learning to stand. St. Paul says to stand firm. We're learning to stand in the fire of God's love. Sometimes that fire burns us and sometimes that fire warms us. Sometimes that fire is dark and we feel distant. And sometimes that fire is light and we're luminous. But it's always the fire of God's love. Whether we accept it or not, it's his love. And may that love burn in your heart, Zachary. And where is Cecilia? She's out. May that love burn in your heart, Cecilia, and you all through the prayers and good example of your sponsors and family, new spiritual family on earth and in heaven. Our great baptismal, chrismation, Eucharistic joy is compounded by the celebration of one of the great feasts, the 40-day crescendo of the Christmas miracle. Our Lord's nativity was, was sealed and finally revealed to his chosen people in his 40-day entrance or presentation into the temple. And we have, of course, the icon here depicting the feast for us. The clergy are wearing blue because blue is the Virgin Mary's favorite color. This feast is spoken in three different ways. It's the purification of the Virgin. She who was without stain humbled herself to be purified. Her deification, her being united in the life of Christ, 
happened at the Incarnation when the Holy Spirit descended upon her. And yet in her humility, she submitted to the law of God. This feast is also called the Presentation of the Lord, when Jesus Christ was presented, when he met, but when he was presented to the world as the light of revelation. And this feast is especially called the meeting of the Lord in the temple, because this is where our Lord met his people in the person of St. Simeon. And we pray that we have met him yet again today. This feast is the heavenly pattern of the churching of a baby. In the Old Testament, two turtle doves or two pigeons were given when the baby was brought to the church after 40 days. And Levi, maybe you left them in the mailbox, but the turtle doves flew away when, when you churched baby Cecilia. And this is the part I would like to, to focus on here. The gift, the gift that God has given us in salvation and the gifts that we give back in return. St. Ambrose of Milan gives us a beautiful allegorical insight. It's true that turtle doves and pigeons were offered, but he pushes us to look deeper into this. And he says the true sacrifice of Christ is the chastity of the body and the grace of the spirit. And he says chastity is what's shown us by the turtle dove and grace is what's shown us by the... Now, I don't know birds that well enough to, to understand that. But I know that when we come to the Lord, we come brimming with thanksgiving. We shouldn't come to God empty-handed. We should be bringing our successes and our failures to the Lord in our prayers. We should be bringing our joys and our sorrows to the Lord in confession. We should be bringing to the Lord the wear and tear of our daily life when we come to the liturgy. We should be bringing our stewardship, our ministry, our evangelism, and especially our repentance, our ongoing deepening our life in Christ. And repentance is the gift that we all need to give him. Repentance like salvation is a gift, the free gift that costs everything. Repentance like salvation is love. Love you can't buy, you can't earn, and you can't force. But you can grow into it, and you can become worthy of it. Repentance is the eclipse of guilt by forgiveness. Repentance is the overshadowing of weakness by strength. Repentance is the radiant dawn of true love after the gloomy night of self-love. It is reunion, our meeting the lover of mankind, this reunion that illuminates the darkness of our hearts and highlights our mistakes and fills us with regret, that penitence. And yet it's much more. Repentance is rejoicing. 
It's a meeting that brings joy in place of sorrow, a change of mind, a change of heart, a paradigm shift, a change that brings change, and repentance is a revolution. We are called to live in this world in a revolutionary way. It's this bright sadness that brings change into our lives so that we can change the lives of those around us. And I pray for you, Zachary, and Cecilia, and all of you, and for myself. More the, may the Lord give you all repentance. As Cecilia, as you grow, may he give you disgust for sin and hunger and thirst for righteousness. May he give you a severe compunction for your sins as a prelude to a sincere commitment to sanctity. May he give our nation repentance. May he give our parish, our neighborhoods, our families, this revolution of rejoicing through reunion with him. Brothers and sisters, you must offer the Lord a gift. We're motivated by his love for us. And I ask you, what are your turtle doves? And what are your young pigeons? What haunts you? What plagues your family? What separates you from God? You need to repent of that. Right now, I pause for a moment and I ask you to consider and commit to making that change that you need to make. Here are some suggestions. We can't lock the Lord out of our bedrooms and expect his love to enrapture us. We can't freeze our bank accounts to our benefactor and also expect his continued investment in our lives. We can't hold on to past hurts, bringing bitterness and anger into the future and experience the Prince of Peace in the present. We can't fill up our schedule and block the Lord from our calendar and expect him to be there in the stillness, the stillness that we fill with noise. We can't steep ourselves in media as slaves of technology and truly rejoice in the Father's liberating love for us. But by his grace, we can break the chains, rise above the plains of shallow existence to full life in repentance. What is it that you need to give up? Zach worked hard on this the last two years. I pushed you hard. I hope you are all being pushed. What do you need to give up? A secret sin, a known sin, an addiction to screens or shopping or pornography, eating, drinking, and drugs, a grudge, an inflated view of yourself, self-indulgence, self-satisfaction, self-centeredness, maybe bitterness, maybe judgmentalism, maybe emotional withdrawal. It's easy to do that when things get tough. Maybe it's anger, maybe it's resentment, maybe it's slouching rather than rising to your responsibilities. 
I want to share my intended change with you. Recently, a couple weeks ago, I was arguing with Korea Elizabeth, and the, the Cold War had an arms race. And she said to me, are you there, my dear? She said to me, you're just like our bishop, which is usually a compliment. And then I said another compliment in return, you're just like your mother, <laughs> which is always a compliment. But then she nailed me. And she said, Noah, you suffer from melancholia religiosa, religious melancholy. It stung, but thank God it stuck. And I realized that much of the time I am mired in misanthropy. I'm often a bitter Christian and a dour Orthodox, a sour grape, crab apple, Pharisee, a small-minded, self-centered hypocrite proclaiming faith and hope and love to parishioners while dragging my family through the mud of my own insecurity. And she caught me. She caught me taking myself, my sinfulness, too seriously without reference to God and his mercy. So melancholia religiosa no more. I'm giving it up, repenting of it, by God's grace and by your prayers. And I'm trying to use the middle verse of Psalm 50. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Maybe you can repeat that with me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. One more time, too. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Brothers and sisters, you have to make a change. And I need to make that change that I committed to in front of you. And for me, that joy, just like for all of us, a joy is a choice. It's a way we frame the world. We can choose joy. We can choose sweetness. We can choose life. We can choose love. So what is your change? What repentance are you going to offer to God? What are your turtle doves and your pigeons? What can you do as a gift to the Lord, as a gift to your family, as a gift to yourself? And truly, I want you to leave here a new person, like Cecilia is a new person, like Zachary is a new person. I want you to leave here changed, never to go back, never to slip down, always to be overshadowed by God's love, changed by the encounter, by the purification, by the meeting of the Lord in the temple. Oh Lord Jesus Christ, our God, help us to be changed like Cecilia and Zachary. Help us through the prayers of St. Simeon, the righteous elder, and St. Anna the prophet. Help us to glorify your holy name with your Father and Holy Spirit today, all the days of our life, and unto ages of ages. Amen. Glory to Jesus Christ. Christ is in our midst. For more information about St. Philip Orthodox Church, visit us online at 
st-philip.net.